heaven high. Hello. Right. How are you? I'm just dizzy of, from news. How's married life treating you? Yes, yes, it is. I'm single this week. How's Lucy? I'm single this week, Nick. Lucky you. When the uh, when the uh, mice go away, the cats drag in birds to play. <sighs> yeah, which is what just happened. A uh, colt, did you say? Record and Lucy p- plops a live colt in my in my study. You said tit. <laughs> Still, that's better than what John McDonald called all his MPs. That's true. Although I just heard him on Radio Four this morning denying. Uh-huh. That he was speaking about people like Andrea Eagle when he said conniving, mm. plotting, mm. Uh, conniving plotters. He didn't mean the people who were doing the conniving. No, the not a, yeah, yeah. But he also used a word that we don't even allow on the Rum Doings podcast. Didn't you hear that? Yes, I did. He then said, that's "Effing, effing useless, useless conniving plotters." Yes. So that's our that's our future Chancellor of the Exchequer, boys and girls. Well, actually, obviously it isn't, but <laughs> yeah. So you've been you've been you've been enjoying the the Punch and Judy show then? Uh, uh, my son got no, not oh, I can't shut up. I'm so tired and annoyed with everything. I can't even say a word. I'm, <laughs> What's the topic? I think it's then? exciting that Laura and Toby are away all this week, and I've got the house to myself. That's exciting news. That's much better news than, for instance, anything. the Labour leadership contest. No, just say that's much better news than anything. Than anything else that's happened in the last three weeks. Anything. I mean, uh, British summer, eh? (laughs) Have you had lots of rain and depression? Yes. Good. Uniquely so. What's the topic on episode 219 of the Rum Doings podcast? Podcast at rumdoings.com. Tweet us at rumdoings. Do tweet us. Tweet, 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 tweet. Like a cold tit dragged in by John's cat, I'm going to demand that you all tweet us or we'll wrench your necks off. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, the topic today is, should Taylor Swift be nationalised? You know I told you it was rubbish. No, but you know what's interesting? I I know the name Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. And I think it's a she. Oh, come now. No, no, no. I'm not being, I'm not being dis- Shake it off. I'm not being no, disingenuous. No, shake it off. Oh, you are. Shake it off. You're being disingenuous. I swear, I, I, I swear to your God, I'm not being disingenuous. I, You've heard "Shake It Off." You have. I've it's not, impossible well, not to. Have maybe heard. I've heard it, but I—if you put a gun to my head and said, "Sing the first three bars," I couldn't. It's a good song. You should listen to it. It's a very good pop so, song. So she's a singer, and it's a she. Yes, she is, yes. She, I believe, we're dis- we're not discussing her nationalisation. Absolutely not. Acceptable. Yes, yes. Uh, she is a singer lady. Uh-huh. She, I believe, used to be more of the country and western. Ah, uh, 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 yes. Now the country and westerny thing is starting to make a more of a meldy mindness now. Yeah, probably alt country. I imagine yeah. would prefer. And she, uh, <coughs> with her album 1989, I think it was called, which is sickeningly the year of her birth. Um, <laughs> she moved into pop. I see. And very successfully so. And now she is apparently the highest paid human being on earth or something. She's the highest paid celebrity. Her her first name is Taylor, though. Yes. I suppose it is America. It is America. T-A-Y-L-O-R. <laughs> I think it's quite a common lady first name. Hmm. She's She broke up with Calvin Harris, Nick. I don't know who that is. Calvin Harris is a, is a man what makes music, as far as I know. I don't think he's a singer man. I think he's a sort of DJ. Mm. But I couldn't tell you a thing about him. Um, and now she's going out with Loki from off of the Marvel movies. I see. 
which I don't like. Well, no one likes the Marvel, uh, the, the 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 Avengers movies because they're rubbish. But uh, he's he's very he's very good in the Thor movies. Have you seen them? And he was very fu- he was very funny in the first Avengers film. Have you seen them Thor- Ghostbusters yet? No, I haven't. Apparently, it's okay. Really? That's okay, the, or the, the we better say it's okay, otherwise we might be considered misogynist. Come on. Well, bottoms, my computer froze. Anyway, we were talking about um, the Ghostbusters film, and that uh, my friend who would have loved for it to have been terrible said, yeah, it was fine. Okay. I wonder whether uh, absolutely fabulous is fine as well, or whether you have to be institutionally gay. Because George Coxcomb liked it, but he suggested it might be only a requirement for the gays. What do you think? Well, the TV show didn't require a significant degree of homosexuality. Yeah, but I think... Uh, but then the TV show did get terrible toward the end, so... I think it's accreted over the years, and I think now you have to show your gay passport at the border. Mm. I don't know. Well, I mean, I'd like to see it, but I don't really want to have to start uh, having to worry about that sort of thing. I don't want to go to the cinema to watch Absolutely Fabulous, but the uh, I, th- I think it's unnecessary because French and Saunders did that sublime sketch that mocked the entire concept of it, which means there's no room for it anymore. Did they? They had the sketch with uh, uh, Ju- Julia Swala playing Jennifer Saunders' daughter, uh-huh. um, and then Helen Mirren playing her mother, uh-huh. and Dawn French controlling the canned audience laughter. All right, but you you do remember that, of course, absolutely fabulous was based on originally a sketch in French and Saunders. Yeah, so, so and and they, they they came full circle. They come they they fantastically okay. mocked the lunacy of Julia Swala still playing teenage daughters in her forties. And oh, I haven't seen that. I'd love to see that. It's maybe very good. I, maybe it will be on the YouTube's. I imagine so. Something odd has happened with YouTube in the last year, in that it seems to have metastasized into. I don't know. It's very, very odd. The the way that these whole um, sub-communities and cliques are getting millions and millions of followers and watchers, and there's a whole kind of soap operiness about who gets viewers from whom and which community attacks which other community. It seems to have evolved into into the usual very large playground that I don't think it was quite like that before. You always had the... Uh, youtube stars but something about it has changed i'm not suggesting for the worst unlike you because i don't believe that merely things that young people do are necessarily bad but there hasn't been (laughs) but but i think i think there has been a change have you noticed it no i haven't because i very carefully very sensibly stayed um in front of the scenes at youtube my theory that you should never ever um work for a church if you want to go to church yes um it applies across the board if you know you know it's i suppose the the broader cliche is you don't want to know how the sausages are yes exactly Uh, so yeah with youtube i've just very much stayed as a viewer and i pay no attention to the goings on apart from when it, it it infiltrates my reality and things like yesterday's story of uh warner paying massive fines for having been bribing youtube game just channels oh i i saw you went ha ha you keep saying the magazines do that and yet you've been doing that ha ha and that's well so the reason the reason for raising something and it was purely vindictive was uh, fair enough a few when when the whole nonsense started the whole i mean jeremy corbyn is is purely vindictive he's my hero now um when the, the whole hashtag nonsense started a couple of years ago um they said you guys are dead because of youtube and youtube is great and and the what's hmm. what what i finally managed to understand from all this is what they their understanding of ethics is if you declare your corruption you are no longer corrupt 
Okay. So if as a YouTuber, so in 2013, 14, a lot of major, huge YouTubers in the gaming world were caught um, un- putting unmarked advertorial content on their channels, uh-huh. as in lying about liking something or pretending to like something for huge wads of cash. Yes. Um, and this was exposed and uh, hashtag friends didn't care at all, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um and but continue to invent conspiracy theories about this happening, this exact thing happening within magazines and, and websites. Um, uh, yeah, so it was just the, the fact that the well, exact enough. opposite is true is is worthy of comment. I got I'll it. allow you. I'll allow you a blob of Schadenfreude. Thank you. Um, what do you think of Smith announcing his Labour leadership bid? Uh, I don't understand. It's nor do I. <laughs> well, is it, as, is it as you said, is it a coup within a coup? Yeah, is he? There's some people arguing that there will only be two people on the ballot, whereas yes. lots of other people are pointing out that's not how Labour's system works. They have the alternate vote system. So, mm-hmm. um, And so it's very confusing. There seems to be a lot of confusion about how it's going to work out. So I can see if Smith believes mm-hmm. that it's going to be AV, he can go alongside and then that way, you know, he can capture the farther left of the non-Corbyn voters, and Eagle can capture the father centre, and then maybe they can together, they with giving each other secondary votes, they can defeat it. It just seems like a, that's the only rationale I can think of. But it seems like a really stupid risk. It seems it much does. more likely to me at this point to just have the base assumption that yeah. it's whatever is the most chaotic and stupid thing to do. So he's probably thinking, "Oh, I know, I want to go. I want to go. I want. 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 Oh, okay." Make sure you get back in time for tea. <laughs> so what's the plan? I mean, Eagle would be terrible. He'd be terrible. Corbyn is demonstrably terrible. There's yes. no hope in any direction. There's uh, Andy Burnham. Oh, grief. He just wants to be mayor of Manchester. That's what yes. he wants. That's his ambition. And apparently, <laughs> as, as, um, as uh, Hodges bloke said on Twitter the other day, uh, he said, I really, really hope he gets it because it'd be so tragic to watch a man just behaving so pathetically for nothing yeah but would you know it'll be really tragic he'll get it and then it'll be like okay i'm mayor of manchester now now what <laughs> now i have to go to local fates yes <laughs> this is the pinnacle they didn't of my he didn't career. understand they didn't mean like mayor yes. of london they meant you get a lovely chain yeah, you get yes. a lovely chain and <laughs> the, the lady mayoress gets to judge the cake competition i <laughs> really that would be the best ending ever yes I, I was saying to you yesterday that I still get the feeling, especially with Brexit, that as as you've said before, it's like we've we've had the end of the end of season writers have just gone crazy. Mm-hmm. They uh, don't think they're getting picked up next season. They're doing everything they can yeah. to get ratings. Yeah, exactly. Tisk. And and now I'm just wondering. I keep sort of having that subconscious feeling. Oh, I wonder how the writers are going to get out of this one. Obviously, we're not going to Brexit, and obviously, this isn't going to happen. <laughs> Uh, but I, I'm, I'm just curious as how they're going to write their way out of this one. Well, I wonder like... whether they're going to. Yeah. It's going to be a lot cheaper than that. They're going to go on the summer break soon, uh-huh. and when they come back, they'll have just retconned a whole bunch of the bad writing. Yeah, yeah I do you think, think so? Probably just, yeah, I think they'll probably just come back after summer and go. Yeah, okay, we kind of wrote ourselves into a hole. Maybe, maybe they'll have Jeremy Jeremy Corbyn standing in a shower. <laughs> so I'm just going to say, yeah. I don't think anybody wants to see Jeremy Corbyn standing in a shower. I think, I think a lot of people do. I think that's very much the problem. <laughs> True. I bet you there's Jeremy Corbyn fanfic. Well, Rule 34 says there's a lot worse than that. Oh, dear. True. Well, well I'd love to read some of the... Uh, about never the mind. 
and just between him, McDonald, and Abbott. <laughs> well, you don't need fan fic for that. You for most of that, you just need fan fact. Um, I know, you know that's why I added McDonald Abbott. into my. That's why I went for a tryst. Goodness me. Yeah, but I mean, it's that's too close to fact. I know. I actually said to Victoria the other day, I said, I don't want you to just do this as a kind of her, her, imagine, but actually work very hard to picture in your mind <laughs> the the naked, emaciated, uh, skinny, fat Jeremy Corbyn with <laughs> the heifer lump uh, on top of him, bouncing up and down with alacrity. And there's a little, there's just a little, a, a, a little lentil caught in his beard that's bouncing up and down. <laughs> I actually want you to picture that properly, not in a kind of... Uh, I am, thing. I am imagining, I'm projecting onto the curtains in front of me right now. Okay, that, it, it's fun, isn't it? It's a fun image. Yeah, I need a break, actually. What I'm doing is I'm seeing, I'm seeing Corbin snapping. He's oh, snapped like a twig. Is, what I'm doing is masturbating. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Um, momentum. Can you... Uh, <laughs> can you... Uh, so... I, I, again, I just uh, predictions and predictions. Where will we be? I in can't five predict time? anymore. I think uh, tomorrow Jeremy Corbyn is going to reveal that he is in fact a lizard. Uh-huh. Um, no, he's he's against the lizards, haven't you? Oh, Corbyn? silly me! He's going to reveal that he's a dragon. Uh, okay, yes. Abbott and uh, Ab- no, uh, Eagle Abbott and Smith. And Costello. Eagle and Smith will conjoin into one mega rebel. Yes. Um, and Theresa May is going to resign. Those are my predictions <laughs> for tomorrow. <laughs> Theresa May's got to resign. That would be wonderful. We were going to record on Monday morning. Can you imagine if we had? We would have recorded this episode that sounded like it came from two centuries ago. Yes. Remember Andrea Ledson? Remember her? Do you you still remember her? That's the thing. I was thinking about tweeting that joke yesterday, but I thought it it isn't quite true. Now it's true. Now she's gone. Yes. Although there are rumours that uh, she's going to be in the in the cabinet, which would be weird. Not that weird, because somebody suggested maybe she should be made Minister for Children. (laughs) <laughs> wouldn't that be good uh it does seem a bit like sarah palin getting a position in the white house yeah which she um, will <laughs> no she won't yeah um but yeah it's a it's it's a little it's a little uh rum isn't it yes well this is rum doings so that's I, fine it didn't that's really fine. need you didn't really need to pick up the hammer and hit it did you i did it's oh. all I, I, one needs to always to be on the nose that isn't that the phrase Yes, yes it is. Um, so, uh, again, I, I, Theresa May, it's interesting how she people said, oh, thank heavens, it's Theresa May. And then suddenly realised, oh my God, it's Theresa May. There was that lovely little switched moment. Did you notice it? I, th- I, I just thought of a joke. Who do, you th- who do you think might destroy the country? Theresa May? <laughs> That's my joke. Yeah, I like the I like the joke. So, what's good about Theresa May is I'm done listing that now. She is uh, already decided that she's going to stop all this dreadful being able to move around Europe and work nonsense. Yes, good. Thank goodness that's out the window. Um, she stabbed the foreigners who are already here in the back already. That's good. Um, and she is. Oh, but apparently she put a reassurance that there's a reassurance out this morning that she's not going to. I don't know, but Who of knows? course, of course, Snoopers Charter is going to be the very first thing she very quietly does. Mm-hmm. She loves um, Snoopers Charter. It was her obsession. Why would mm. she not? Why would she not just get that straight in now she's in charge? Mm-hmm. Um, she is going to start flogging the under fives, I believe. Okay, excellent. Um. She's just a horrible person. I mean, it's, just look at her voting record. It's actually kind of psychopathic. 
Well, you look at her voting record, which is interesting, which utterly contradicts all the blandishments she mentioned yesterday. Oh, workers and being on the rights and getting mm-hmm. the more monies and the 1%. Well, no, no, every time you've had the chance to put your money where your mouth is, you have acted profoundly against the interests of those whom you were encomiising yesterday. So stop your nonsense, Teresa. At least be honest and say, I am a typical Tory. I have my rich backers' interests in mind. Screw the rest of you. I would be so happy if she did that. But of course, then the stupid C's, D's and E's who uh, think that she's mummy would get cross. (laughs) It's all... The the horrible, the horror of the son and the male trying to invoke her as the new Thatcher as well. There's no, there's no, I mean, you're you're speaking to a very small demographic of your readership at this point that is enamoured by that notion. Well, I don't know. Maybe Thatcher is seen as this kind of mythical figure now, somebody who saved Britain in a kind of messianic way. I don't want that to be true. I mean, I, 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 we're both just old enough to have experienced the worst of her, aren't we? So yes. And I remember, I, I remember the despair I felt about her vividly. Mm. And but I suspect that people who didn't live through her now see her in as a kind of strong woman who might have done some controversial things, but nevertheless saved this country. I, I think if you ask the average youth, they will think that. It'd be inter- I'd be interested to hear from people who were born, say, after 97. There are plenty of youth who will suggest that Tony Blair is a far bigger villain than Margaret Thatcher. I'd be prepared to bet money on that. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah, um, which is oh yeah, you remember that? Sorry, Chil- Chilcott. Huh. That that flitting part. Yeah. Remember that was remember that was going to be the biggest thing in politics. <laughs> <laughs> I just went Newsarama 2016. Chilcott. That suggested to me very clearly not that Tony Blair was cynical or a liar, but that he was a profoundly and perhaps worryingly true believer. Do you remember uh, a couple of weeks ago when the first MP in nearly 30 years was assassinated? Uh, no, because not, Nigel Farage said that he got his revolution through without one bullet being fired. That's true. He's a, so. he's a sweet soul. The, it's, uh, that, that's phenomenal. The fact that we're not still talking about the time that the MP got shot in the streets. Yes, that was just... just oh, that's really just one of those a part of the campaign. It's uh, all gone bonkers. Yeah. Um... And who knows what's been ha- what's actually been happening in the real news? Let's assume that none of this had been happening. There hadn't been a referendum. Um, what would have been happening? What would have been filling the news hours? What would have everybody been, you know, concussed about? Well, this is traditionally silly season, so it would have been lots of list features and comments on oh, the weather. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, Daniel Rivas Perez said, "Cameron in history books." Colon. Political lightweight, PR man, Eton, Brexit, single solemn red-faced photograph in the colour insert. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. Anything else? I, I, I've i always described him as the, the Richard Hammond of Bullingdon Club. Mm. <laughs> Although people have told me, people are, I've been told by people who have, have worked inside that he's actually an awful lot more awful Is than he? that suggests. That's what I've been told. I have no evidence for that, but that's what people have told me. I've heard both ways. I've heard that it, you know you can he can either be utterly charming or he can be very cold and brittle. I, I genuinely don't know. I, I I did find it interesting that when uh, when his 
his uh, acolytes were attacking the BBC and trying to close it down. He, uh, there was a rumour that he'd said, I don't know why these people are so obsessed with the BBC or something like that. So one hopes that he was at least internally a little bit less um, crass than some of his more uh, obdurate colleagues. But I guess we'll never know now. Uh, to answer your question, by the way, what what news? There's been a lot of an awful lot of news has been going on. We would have um, spent a lot more time dwelling in the American shootings rather than just having it be a thing that happened in a day. Who cares about those? Yeah, um, we would have had a couple of days of Oscar <coughs> Historis's, uh prison sentence rather than that just being a passing mention. And maybe the fact that uh, the UK government said it was fine that HSBC yeah. were funding terrorism and drug running that would, might, have, might got, have been in the news. That yeah. might have got in the news. And the fact that China claims to own all the sea in the world yes. um, may have been something that was concerning us today. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, I think, you know, the, the, if you're in America, the, America, Americans also feel like this in the middle of this frightening news churn. Mm. Um, so I think we'd just be hearing an awful lot more of that. Yeah, but I don't think that's really true, though, is it? That their churn is as well. I think the shootings and Black Lives Matters riots and so on. No, um, no they have they have their little riots every. I don't few mean years. riots. It's... Sorry, I did. I genuinely didn't mean riots. I I mean riots. Oh, you may. I meant protests. I didn't. I mean riots. I mean riots. They have their little riots every few years, and then it calms down. They have them again. There's nothing. There's nothing like Brexit in that. It's not a once in a lifetime country changing event. These things happen. Remember the LA riot? Blah 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 blah. That's America. It happens, and it's like a little a little vomit they have every few years. Not interested. <laughs> I'm interested. Well, I know I'm not interested. Dull, 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 dull. Oh, you rioted. Well done. Well, I think the large protests, the large non-rioty protests, at which a sniper shows up, that's that's quite, you know, a good twist on the story. A little bit, but nothing. I, oh, it's a frightening country. I do think the HSBC story really does deserve... I, I mean, would you like to explain to our listener what this actually is? Because I think our listener hasn't heard of it. <laughs> do you know? I don't think I've I don't think I've given it enough attention myself to yeah. do so. But you have got new experience. I mean, basically, uh, HS there was uh, significant evidence and admission from the higher, uh, basically through through leaked documents and so on, uh, evidence from the highest levels of HSBC that they had intentionally helped South American drug runners to launder money and terrorists and they provided money happily and consciously and explicitly to these people and did it for a long period of time um they were about the uh the u.s uh was about to bring criminal charges but needed a final bit of evidence from the uk which uh, the uh, financial services authority should have forwarded over however um the uh, the U.S. government, uh, George Osborne in particular in 2012, wrote you a letter... The U.K. government. Sorry, the U.K. government, yeah. George Osborne in particular in 2012 wrote a letter effectively saying, we're not going to give you this, we're going to hamper the investigation and we're going to make it stop because uh, the... Um, uh, it, it, it well, let me quote directly said there are very... Otherwise, there will be very serious implications on the financial services industry. Well, I believe the ruling in America could have led to HSBC not being allowed to deal in the dollar. Well, HSBC would have had its banking license withdrawn in America, so it wouldn't have been able to deal with anything in America. So the consequences of that would be... HSBC would have collapsed. Yes, yes. And, and as the biggest bank in the world... What are the consequences? What happens next? Well, no, what that actually means is HSBC is now a sovereign power. 
literally because that's what sovereignty means it means mm-hmm. when 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 you are above the law and your collapse uh means that effectively you have the whole of the notion of 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 constitutionality and rule of law is broken down then you are sovereign so hsbc is a sovereign power and we just need to realize that this is explicitly the case. This isn't a uh, tinfoil hat conspiracy theory. This isn't uh, David Icke. This is uh, fact now that HSBC is a sovereign power uh, and th- because the, the rule of law does not. A- the rule of law literally does not apply to HSBC, which is the beginning of so many um, science fiction stories where this yeah. is literally the corporations becoming governments. Yeah, but, and and and. Uh, uh, and and we very well know a certain uh, little uh, treaty that's trying to go through the United States at the Merrick uh, at the moment it is there to actually to explicitly uh, ensure that that's the case. The Trans-Pacific Partnership Agreement is um, is the precursor. To the what was it called the TPPP? I'm uh, the TPPP. Oh yes, I'm, that one I know. Yeah, um, and that basically, if you, uh, I've read some of the clauses that were leaked to that. That effectively says that if a corporation is unduly affected by specific laws in a specific country, that corporation's interests overrule and overrun the those rights. Now it was agreed. One of the some of the libertarian Brexiters said, "Oh well, the European Union is going to be um, negotiating this trade deal. Therefore, if we gain our freedom, independence, and control of our country back again, we won't have to." Of course, the US will force it directly to the UK, uh, and they've said they will anyway. So that's irrelevant. So yes, I would suggest that this HSBC story and the uh, and the new treaty are probably bigger than any of the other stories at the moment, but they're not being given the attention that they deserve for obvious reasons. So, t- so talk me through what happens if they had prosecuted. So let- let's go back a few years and through the banking crisis and everyone we were told too big to fail. Yes. And they had to be propped up in order to protect the world economy. So what happens if you now kill HSBC? What's the consequence of that? I don't know. But it, and, it, and neither do they. I don't know. I, I don't know. So that so while obviously what's happening is abhorrent, the opposite doesn't seem any more appealing. Well, it depends whether you believe in principle or not. I well, mean, yes, I, I agree. I mean, if I had to pick one, I know which I'd pick. But I think you would have both to, a good TV, I guess. I think what you'd have refrain. to well, quite what you'd have to do is you'd have to agree that if we well, it's a it's a bit like um, the arguments about Iraq. At what point do you intervene catastrophically? You will have to intervene catastrophically at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, if, if we allow HSBC to become such a strong sovereign power, such that it effectively ends up being a dictatorship uh, 20, 30 years hence, uh, do you say, I wish that we'd intervened in 2012, had a decade of instability and then rebuilt something from the ashes? You may well do. I don't mm-hmm. know. We can't really predict that, can we? No. But... I think the longer that you leave these things to fester, the uh, the deeper your period of regret when you look back upon it, I think. And to answer your question, yes, I do believe Tony Blair was sincere. Of course he was. Um, I think... I, the thing that I found really revolting was after he stood up for two hours and talked absolute nonsense. But everyone's saying, oh, when he was the catch in his throat, the blah, 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 it's all fake. No, it wasn't fake. No, it really wasn't fake. The guy has to spend the rest of his life knowing responsibility. He's, he's, he's directly 
partly responsible for the deaths of half a million people. The fact I that disagree he hasn't... with that. What do you disagree with? I don't think he is directly responsible or even partially responsible. I think the people are responsible for those deaths are the people who decided to blow themselves up rather than to build a new democracy. I, I kind of blame the people who do things rather than no, the people who No, I'm talking about the number up. of civilian deaths during the actual action. No, that, no, that was nonsense. No, that was nonsense. It was nonsense, was it? Yeah, the half a million figure was nonsense, yes. I've never seen really anyone good. question it, even, including Blair. No, that's nonsense. Not half a million civilians, please. <laughs> anyway, so, I mean, the, the fact that he hasn't killed say, himself is... At least let's be accurate. ...is extraordinary. Hmm. Um, the guy is clearly deeply broken by it. I remember he, on the next morning when he was on the Today <coughs> Show and Humphreys was actually trying to see if he could get him to commit suicide live on air. Yes. Um, by asking, he really seemed to be pushing for that. He was, yeah. and, and I'm not criticising him for it. It, it. The line of questioning was reasonable. He, mm. but he said, "You're a deeply religious man. You, you have a lot of faith. You must have. Um, have you prayed for forgiveness?" And it was such mm. a brutal question. And Blair pathetically answered a different question, but um, the answer is clearly yes. I mean, the thing yeah. about Blair is, whatever you think of him, uh, however bad you think of him, he is a deeply religious man. If you ever read any of his biographies, he's wrestled with his faith for a very, very long time. And, you know, he's he feels it deeply. So it's very one wonders the degree to which the long and, and, and you know, when he converted to Catholicism, one wonders whether in a sense it was so that he could find some sort of easy or not easy, but, you know, uh, ac- effective Symbolic. absolution. Yeah. The irony it, it, that the irony that the, the Protestantism offers immediate and um, an uninterventional uh, uh, absolution, but doesn't yeah, but feel, I don't think... doesn't feel as good as someone in someone in an official position telling you it's okay now. Yeah, and I think Blair is a very emotionalist person, an emotionalist politician as well, and I think he needed to feel it. I think he needed to feel yeah. it, and and so it doesn't <coughs> it doesn't make anything better. But the, the it's odd that the people who desperately need him to be to feel awful reject every time he says how awful he feels yeah and also what's seems odd like an is act of self-sabotage all these people who they're uh, you know they the chilcott had been out for a half an hour and all these people and i think caroline lucas whatever they all said yeah you see um chilcott proves that he was lying he was this he was that he was deceiving he was blah blah, blah. no that's the opposite of what the actual report says you prepared this little statement well before it was produced and you haven't digested it at all well there um, was a certain peculiarity to chilcott sexing up his own report yes that was very odd wasn't it <laughs> and then you actually looked i mean i looked at key sections of it and the thing that scream what actually also screams out is uh i'm very sorry to have to tell you but uh, Al- alistair campbell comes out of it quite well yeah he does doesn't he oh there you go so yes yeah, so maybe you know you don't necessarily get what you wish for uh, in your in your report, still, everybody's forgotten about that now. Um, that it's was, true. That was like already a couple of episodes ago, for goodness' sake. <laughs> yeah, I I I I love that you just can't predict. I love the fact that if we'd recorded Monday, we'd have been so out of date that we would have had a different prime minister. Yes, <laughs> when no one was expecting a new one for months. But she's re- she's resigning tomorrow anyway. That's true. She'll be gone. Mm. Yes. I mean, the Queen is going to resign on Friday. No, she's not abdicate, she, resign. The thing is, surely to cap this all off, 
the queen and prince philip have both got to die within the same week or something you know just to the cherry on top of all of this and then we'll have yes <laughs> no yes. we've got to have king, we've got to have king charles by the month's end please <laughs> you're right i have to change all the money can you imagine <laughs> king charles oh god that's just the way that's you're the right. way this... the queen's gonna die in the ne- next week the queen's gonna die you're right oh my goodness and then we're gonna have king charles Oh, good lord! King Charles, Prime Minister. Uh, King Charles exit from the EU. Prime Minister May and the Labour Party's destroyed itself. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a recommission with that ending, surely. That's true. Yeah, they can't just leave. They can't just leave the series like that. One of those things you. Uh, they say the Fox refuses to recommission. Say, like, oh my god, they've left it like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and then you mean so you mean cancellation is just I don't know all the bo- nuclear bombs going off. Yeah, I mean it's just oh my goodness. Did you did you did you notice that Theresa May wore her kitten heels again? I didn't care if that helps. But I find shoes very uninteresting. All shoes. Um, yes, I I I find the subject of shoes annoying. I find buying shoes the most tedious experience. Black available. shoes matter. <laughs> and I find. Uh, people's obsession with the other shoes that other people are wearing very annoying, and I find people who wear shoes they can't run in deserve to be eaten by bears. Those are my, those are my yes. full theories on on shoes. I prefer not shoes. But no, you don't. You prefer stupid fancy shoes that feel like you're not wearing shoes. No, no, no. I prefer not wearing shoes. If if I could get away, if it were socially acceptable that I could spend most of my time walking around barefoot, I'd walk around barefoot, including in cities, meetings, everything. It's oh, only I, the sig- sigma that stops me from doing it. I agree, you, but with, I agree with you, but with socks on. No, certainly not. No, with socks I, on. this is, I, when I, uh, well, because you're a prude. Yeah, it's true. When I, <laughs> I think it's very rude to show your, fo- your feet, especially yeah. your toes. When I, because yeah. I've been a freelancer my whole life, I've worked from home my whole life. Um, I've clearly spent all my working days without my shoes on. And, um, so when I had, when I was spending a few months working in the office on PC Gamer a few years back, Mm-hmm. I couldn't cope with my shoes on. I had to take my shoes off under the desk, and then I get told off for walking around the office in my socks. Well, coming from coming from Africa, um, when we first immigrated here, uh, we we were used to spending a lot more time in public without our shoes on because it's not such a big deal in in Af- most of Africa, including South Africa. So we were so uh, it was quite funny. Our first summer we were here. My brothers, who were very young at the time, were kind of running up and down the street and went to the park, uh, and they left the house without their shoes on, you know, just barefoot in the public in the streets and the park and so on. Mm-hmm. And and a, a neighbourhood uh, boy actually picked up my, my brother and carried him all the way home <laughs> uh, to my mother and said, "You won't believe it, Mrs. Mailer. He's he 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 left the house without his shoes on. He's been all the way in the park as if she were r- reporting that he um, I don't know uh, streaked, slit his throat or something, streaked." And she kind of just said, yeah, "And <laughs> uh, and that's how we started to realise that Britain was a little bit different." <laughs> well, there's there's all sorts of sharp stones and broken glass everywhere, and so you might you might get a little owie. And well, that would be sad. You'd you'd probably cry. And need a plaster. But shoes are more sad. <laughs> That's, I don't disagree. I love yes. going out. I love going outside without my shoes on. Oh, do you know what's a rare pleasure? What driving without your shoes on? 
Oh, that, that feels very naughty. Feeling the pedals with your toes Ooh, and your Oh, the thighs. nubbly pedals. Yeah, that's a good feeling. The thing is, you're, you're, uh, as, as the, uh, the barefoot running scientists have explained, your shoes, your feet rather, have... There's a, there's a reason why Jesus put so many nerves there. It wasn't just to annoy you. You know, your feet... It was are, for are reflexology. To, your feet are there to feel things. And when you deaden them for the whole day, there are implications. And you feel it. You know, when you take off your shoes... There's a reason why taking off your shoes after a, a day out yeah. or a day at work feels as if you've just entered heaven. You know, there's a reason. You're like, oh, thank heavens. I, I, I've been trapped in my prison all day and I'm giving a brief bit of light before I get put back in my prison. So it's, I've, it's always been because we were uh, growing up. We were a house where you took your shoes off when you came in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just I think I've spent the vast majority of my entire life without shoes on. So I Good. agree, putting shoes on um, mm. is the is the is the the the, the 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 minority, the negative side. I suppose school forced me to wear them all day. I wear and I, I make Judith wear. We we wear so uh, so all my shoes are so called barefoot shoes. It means they have very thin soles, no arches, no heels. And very wide toe box so that your toes can splay out. Um, they look a little bit spongy, but not too bad. The ones I've got are not those five toey things. They just look like yeah. slightly wider normal shoes. Uh, and that's much more comfortable. So it, it's, it's no comparison, but it's much more comfortable. Not having to, not standing with your heel on a block of wood is surprisingly nice. Which is what most heels in men's shoes particularly are. You know, that kind of big clank of wood that you're kind mm-hmm. of balancing on. Why do we do that? I'm not sure. I own one. I own literally one pair of shoes, other than falling apart old shoes that I could wear in the garden. I have one pair of shoes uh, that I would wear at the house. Um, are they your they, wedding shoes? They are not. They, they still exist, but they're too uncomfortable to wear. Um, they, they are just a pair of. I always get those walking shoes, not walking boots, but walking shoes. Hmm. And I wear a pair of those for two years until they're just threads, and then I buy a new pair. Hmm. That's the closest I can get to comfort in shoe land. So did you go to Laura's first concert? Uh, I'm trying to... Oh, it's, I'd like to warn you, it started heavily raining outside and that normally cuts my internet off. So oh, we might have sake. a very abrupt ending to the episode. Uh. <laughs> um, uh, Laura's first concert. Yes, she, she, she live-tweeted... Well, not live-tweeted, she dead-tweeted it. The Planet. Oh, no, I see. No, I wasn't there because of Toby. Vile. I thought you meant because Laura's been performing in a number of concerts. No, no, that's what I said. I've, I said, I've been to uh, a couple of those. No, no, her first orchestral concert. That's why I, I tweeted and said, it, uh, I, I'm astonished because you're so, you know, musical yourself. Um, I'm amazed this is your first uh, orchestral performance. And she said, no, she'd never, she'd never attended one before. And she was quite taken aback by it, I believe. It was, it was, this is the cute thing. When I got into the, normally when I get into the car after she's driven it, the radio is left on Heart FM. <sighs> I know. Um, when I got in, uh, that the next morning it was on classic FM. <laughs> baby steps. Well, no, and I think to, to, I, uh, you could argue baby steps, but also she was driving back late night on a, on a, on a weekday. So Radio 3 wouldn't have been playing classical music. No, Radio 3 would have been playing something where she'd been worried that the engine had collapsed. That's or right. <laughs> <laughs> I love Late Junction. Anyway, uh, she, yeah, yeah so, so she was finding, and I thought that was quite lovely. Um, yeah. But yes, uh, apparently the, it was advertised as they'd made this film to go in the background during the, the planets. And I thought, oh, gosh, I'd love to see that. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was apparently just a really crappy slideshow of pictures. Okay. <laughs> so that's good. But uh, yeah, so she got these tickets. Uh, she got tickets to this gig, because this performance, because she had taken part in... She had been part of a choir performing mm-hmm. with members of that Philharmonia 
mm-hmm. um, alongside uh, child carers, so it's like kids who are full-time carers. Yes. And they do a, a concert every year where they perform a piece of music they write and perform, mm-hmm. which sounds like it's going to be like, oh, that's really sweet, well done. Ah, oh, we let went... me pat you on the head like a, like a Paralympic. So I went along because Laura, it was in the Bath Abbey, it was quite a big scale thing, and Laura was singing, so I went along and... Um, oh my goodness! It was absolutely stunning. I could, I was rather taken aback. It helped, obviously it helped that they'd co-written and co-performed this with members of the Bath Philharmonia, um, yeah. but it really was absolutely stunning. Um, and so, as so it is the Bath Philharmonia. It's not the LPO, exactly. So that that didn't necessarily give them quite the Philip they might have had. So well done, <laughs> well done, you. Anyway, she uh, so Laura got tickets to this for being part of that, and um, we were meant to be going together, and then Toby completely shifted his sleep patterns, and it wasn't possible to leave the house. Right, fair enough. He's a treat that way. Yeah, but she did enjoy it. She, she did loved, enjoy absolutely it. loved it, which is brilliant. And there were eight million questions afterwards. I answered every single one. You did. You were very good. I didn't know the answer to most of the questions. I mean, bang, 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 bang. Yeah, the, the 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 most fun one was what's the difference between sim- symphony orchestra and philharmonic orchestra? Yes. And the answer is, if they've got two orchestras in the same town, that's how they differentiate themselves. <laughs> it's absolutely what happens if you've got three? We've got oh, to invent no. a new one. Yeah, the great big soundy orchestra, <laughs> the Bing yeah. Bang Boomy Toot Toot Orchestra. Yeah, which is basically what philharmonic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, apparently my thesis that all cello players are ludicrously hot was not disproven by this concert. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. We went to uh, Kenshin Music Festival a couple of weekends ago and there was a sprawling band of about 20, 25 members playing mm. um, some pleasant music and uh, the cello player was ludicrously attractive. Good, good. It's just something good. about playing the cello makes you a babe. Male or female, I'd like to stress. Oh my goodness, that seems some very handsome. Hold on, above a certain age. Come, 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 come now. We recently attended one of Judy's Colour Strings concerts where there were children playing the cello, John. So you know, let's 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 put in that proviso. Otherwise, well, okay. I'll otherwise, every otherwise every music recital will only need will only be able to take place in presence of scones. I will put this proviso in place. It is possible to recognise attractiveness without being attracted to. Or without immediately wanting to rape. Yes. So I think you could say, oh gosh, that was, what's a pretty little girl was playing the cello. You can say without necessarily yes, becoming a full-time paedophile. Yes. You and I, what I'm become... suggesting is if you go to a school, a musical performance, then the chances are the ones playing the brass instruments will be uggos. Yes. Fair um, enough. And the violin and the cello will be the pretty kids. Well, they'll be, they'll be the ones who get in the school prospectus. Exactly. Jumping up in the air as they get their results. That's right. Yeah. That's, <laughs> what results do you get at primary school? Did you get your SATs? Woo! Your SATs? Well, I mean, I, I'm awaiting Judy's report card. Are you? Oh, my goodness. You know, what, it, it, what is it? It's it's reach expectations or exceeding expectations or or what is it? The, what's the Massively the disappointing. For, no, the euphemism for rubbish. What is it? it is it... Um, I don't know. Approaching or something. <laughs> Potential, potentially could achieve expectations. Yeah, that sort of thing. They went on a lovely school trip yesterday. They went to South End on Sea. Ooh, I've never been to South End on Sea. Have you? No, but I'm going to the seaside tomorrow. Which one? Uh, Ilfracombe. I'm joining uh, Laura and Toby and Laura's parents. Where is Laura? You said she's been away from you. That's where she's been. Why didn't you just go for the whole week? Because I'm working this week, and you, you could have just taken the internet with you. Uh, not to Devon, you can't. 
Really? Laura they haven't lit- got that yet. Laura has literally been unable to f- text me for most of the time <laughs> she's been there. In fact, the, the flurry of texts I got from her this morning before we started recording finished mm-hmm. with, okay, I'm going back to no signal for the rest of the day now. Oh, <laughs> uh, United Kingdom. Oh, it's London, you are ridiculous. But the place they're staying, which is a bunch of log cabins on a, some sort of, with the, in some sort of not centre parks encampment. <clears throat> Is it on the seaside or not? It's uh, yes. Laura says it's besides the seaside. Okay, that's acceptable then. She uh, she said that there is a. Uh, she was in the reception area and she took a photograph of the Wi-Fi password on her phone. And the lady in reception said, "Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, dear. That that only works in here, in this <laughs> in this reception." She said, "But okay. there is a Wi-Fi hub uh, down by your cabins." And I was like, "Oh, okay, that's fine." So she went to find the hub, which is uh-huh. another wooden building. Uh-huh. And inside is a Wi-Fi hub, and the Wi-Fi doesn't reach the walls of the bit of that little hut. <laughs> she said she was actually she was talking to me, and then she moved to one of the windows. She was talking to me via internet because there's no yeah. phone signal. Went you know, one of the windows, and I couldn't hear her anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to you have to literally insert one of your orifices into right. the uh, into the aerial of the uh, Wi-Fi transmitter. <laughs> There's no excuse for this. No. It's Devon. I know Devon is deeply, deeply backwards. And everyone who lives there is an inbred weirdo. But. Yes. But they do. They there come is on, nothing home that of the impedes Wi-Fi signals. It's a home of a cream tea culture. So it's a safe True. place to be. Laura had one yesterday. She had one in the morning. Hmm. I think that probably causes it. Yeah, it's a bit like the Gremlins thing. You, know, you yes. need to be careful when you take your cream teas. Huh. I fear for Devon's children after her antics. So, any predictions? Any predictions? I'm going to make a prediction. Go on, you make a prediction. Other than the Queen dying next week, which I am 100% certain <laughs> is going to happen. <laughs> Has to happen now that we've yes. said it. I'm going to make a prediction. I predict that... Jeremy Corbyn will not be... The leader of the Labour Party in two weeks' time. Goodness me! That's my prediction. Gosh, well, I disagree. I think that uh, before he is not the leader of the Labour Party, there will be a scene in which he has strapped a bomb vest to himself <laughs> and he has chained himself to the radiators in his in Labour's in his offices in the Whitehall. Yes. And um, there will be a siege, <laughs> and eventually he will blow himself up and take out half the Labour Party with him. That's far more likely. But I think Fair that's enough. at least three weeks' time. Oh, okay. So you think I was off with my two weeks? Fair enough. That's how I see this one ending. I can't see it ending any other way than with deaths and a lot of police involved. Yeah, yeah I think that's got, that's got to be the case. And, and big explosions. A bomb disposal robot will have to dispose of him with a bomb, as apparently is their, <laughs> now, their new purpose. That's clever. Thanks. It's not my joke, but it's clever. No, I'm saying it's a clever idea. Oh, I see. It's a way to do things. You know, can you imagine that in future you just have a little robot comes up to you and blows you up? It means Beep that boop. there are. I like that. It means that there's less chance that that sort of siege strategy will work. Beep Good. boop. HSBC robot seven XC. <laughs> Shall we say goodbye to the listener? Yes, but he should listen very carefully because he may not hear it otherwise. Okay. Go. Goodbye. <laughs>